the radio show where country music gets up close and personal. Spend some time in the country and get to know our guests. Spend some time in the country where the music's the best. The latest news and memories, two great stories that get Before you think you're so cool, this country boy's gonna take you to school. Hold out your hand. <laughs> no, man, I ain't joking. And hold my beer while I kiss your girlfriend. Cause she needs a real man, not a boy like you. But I do So here Hold my beer Aaron Pritchett released his first ever Greatest Hits album yesterday It's called Body of Work It features big songs like Hold My Beer Let's Get Rowdy, My Way Hellbent for Buffalo And of course the new single A great uh, love song called Wake You With a Kiss Welcome to the show Aaron Hey, Dave, how you doing? I am doing awesome. It's so great to have you here. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's great to be back. Yeah, we had you back uh, not too long ago, back in January. We were talking all about the Outlaws and Outsiders Tour at that point, uh, joining you on the tour, Corey Marquardt, and, of course, King and Cash, which includes uh, Dan Arnold and your son, Jordan Pritchett. They're doing so amazing, and I've had a chance to hear their first single, Beer, for that. What a great song. It is, isn't it? It's a really catchy song that yeah. everybody, I mean, it's been released two days now, officially, so uh, the the world is catching on. Everybody's singing beer for that, so I'm, I'm really proud for them. <laughs> it sounds amazing. We're going to be hearing a lot of that on country radio, and of course, over the last uh, 10, 15 years or so, we've heard so many of your songs that are part of this album called Body of Work. There's 16 tracks in total. And let's go back to uh, this magical date for you, Aaron, April 14th of 2000. Tell me what happened on that day. <laughs> uh, that was officially the first day that I'd ever heard my song on the radio the, that I was singing. It was it was an amazing feeling. And I remember I was living in a little apartment in Abbotsford, B.C., and <clears throat> jumping for joy all over every couch and table that I could find just hearing myself on the radio but it honestly feels like that was five years ago and not even it feels like it was just yesterday you know and um it, here we are 16 tracks of and it, it, the the great thing was is you know I, I had too many songs to put on the record so I had to actually cut a bunch that's a great feeling and a great place to be right when you've got uh, more than you need and and you, and you got to cut some out and, and that obviously happens at some shows I'm sure unless you do medleys no, you're right. Uh, I've only got 90 minutes to play the songs that uh, <laughs> that I've recorded and that I've released to radio, and uh, just not enough time to do all of them. So uh, over the years, you know, my my set list has changed because of that fact alone, is that a new single comes out, so you add that in, and uh, you have to take something out. So I've taken several out, and, and um, with this project, uh, you know, we had 23 singles, I believe, to choose from, and only 16 made it. So I guess the rest of them are going to be uh, on the next Greatest Hits album. 
That, that's awesome. It's great to have that to, to look forward to. And I think I read that you're working on a brand new album, uh, Beyond the Greatest Hits One. Is it for later this year? Well, it's scheduled for next year. Um, right now, I'm okay. just starting the writing process, uh, writing here in Vancouver with a bunch of friends and actually going to write with Jordan and Dan Arnold, uh, as well as a, a lot of other friends that are in the industry and, and heading down to Nashville um, May 24th, I believe, till June 8th. And I'm going to write down there with a bunch of friends as well. Pretty cool. Well, we're going to talk more about the tracks on the album. Uh, it is available uh, online at iTunes, of course, other websites, but HMV and Walmart uh, stores they can go to. Your website is Aaron-Prichette.com if people want to, uh, of course, head there to check out stuff about you. Another thing I found very fascinating is you are working on a book. Tell me about this. It's your very first book based on funny and entertaining events that happened to you throughout your career. That's a cool place to be as well. Not only a greatest hits album, but a book about uh, what you've been doing. Yeah, it's uh, not only from my career, it's from my entire life. Um, there's, you know, there's one story in there that I tell when I was 18 and I drove down to Mexico with uh, uh, my girlfriend at the time and uh, her, uh, two friends of ours. And uh, it's quite a long story. And it, it's it's actually a chapter and a half or maybe even more. It might even stretch out to two chapters because it's that long, that funny. Uh, just everything that happened in that situation was just, it was almost surreal. So, um, yeah, it, it encompasses everything. Everything, right from uh, when I was a little kid up to uh, current day. So yeah, it's my first try at it, and uh, I, I hope it's a bestseller. <laughs> we do too, and that's going to be great to read. I want to know, Aaron, when you're when you're choosing songs, whether you've written them or maybe it's a song that you've covered. Uh, when do you feel confident about the song? Is it after writing it, or is it really sealed when you've performed it in front of an audience? For example, a song like "Hold My Beer," and all of a sudden you hear people singing the chorus back to you. Yeah, well, to be honest, I'm never comfortable with the song completely until it's out on the radio and successful. Uh, you know, mm. that, that time where you write the song and you go, I don't know if this is really that good or not, I can't tell, but I'm hoping that it is. And, well, my grandmother seems to, like, hold my beer, so maybe, uh, maybe you know, everybody else will, too. I remember you telling that story. I mean, there's a seal of approval if your grandmother likes it and doesn't take, uh, I guess, any kind of offense to it or find anything wrong with it and enjoys it, then that, that's a great sign. Exactly. Yeah, it is. It was a really good sign when it, when she did hear the song and said, oh, I love the show, honey. You you sounded amazing. And then she said, and I love that whole My Beer song. So I thought, okay, it's going to be a hit. <laughs> That's great. Now, along with, of course, the uh, 16 tracks, there's videos for almost all the songs and uh, different directors for them. But one who's been constant in your life, uh, I know he's an old friend of yours and uh, video director, is Stefano Barbaris. Tell me about shooting these great videos with Stefano. Well, Stefano's a longtime friend. We have quite a connection, not only from the videos. Uh, we've shot 10 videos now together of the, I don't even know how many, 18, 20 of them or something. Um, and... Uh, uh, but the funny thing is, is that we go back even further than that. I met Stefano back in, oh, I'd say 2002. Um, mm. But I'd known, uh, he reminded me that I'd known him since we were kids. We went to elementary school together up in at BC, and, and we walked to school together. I always knew him down, you know, as a video director, as Stefano Barbaris, but I went to school with this kid, uh, this little short Greek kid named Stephen Barbaris, and it didn't clue in i didn't clue into it until uh you right. mentioned it and I'm like, oh we're yeah we're old friends <laughs> 
Well, the videos are magical that you guys do together. They're always great. The latest video that uh, I've seen, Boat on the Water, we're going to play the song in a few moments. I love that song. I've been playing that a lot, driving around in my car. It's just a great tune. But not only is it a great song, but the video is so funny. There's a, such a, a great appearance from Dallas Smith in it. Tell me how that came about. That's so much fun. Well, I approached Dallas and said, I'd love for you to do a cameo in my video. And he's, of course, a guy that, you know, we're good friends, and he jumped on it. Um, I told him the scenario, and as it turned out, I mean, his popularity just kept growing. And uh, he said, well, you know, it's really tough. I'm, I've got a show the day before and then a show the day after. But you know what? I'm going to make it in, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fly in. He flew right to my island that I live on and that uh, we shot the video at. And um, he came in that early morning, did his part took off and, right uh it's just amazing that it was he was able to fit it in and uh I, i'm that's that's one of my proud moments because it was sort of my idea to have him do that and have a cameo of somebody come in uh, come in at the end of the video and be the sort of the twist <laughs> to the video that he really made it and he nailed the part too he's he he, yeah. he really he really ate it up and and did a very great job on it that was so funny when we hear uh, all of a sudden your song fade out and tip and points start up and he gives a little wave to you uh, and you got the binoculars and <laughs> such a such a funny scene. Yeah, absolutely. Tell me about Boat on a Water, the song itself. That is on your greatest hits album, and I'm about to play it for everyone. Tell me about this song and uh, just what is so special about it, uh, for, especially for you to include it on the, the Body of Work album. Well, when I heard the song, uh, I loved it. I thought this is such a cool song, and I played it for my producer Scott Cook, and he's like, "Let's, uh, I, I, let's work this thing and really turn it into something awesome." So we did, and he, he did his magic on it. I mean, he's produced Dallas Smith stuff. He's you know produced Florida Georgia Line and all these other guys, Jake Owen. So uh, when he mm -hmm. uh, worked his magic on it, it turned out to be an amazing song. And um, for me, it was just one of those tunes where um, I live on an island. I'm on a boat a lot, to be honest with you. And, uh, nothing like being on, in a boat on the water. So uh, it related with me and a lot of other people find it relates with them too. So it's perfect. It just worked out really great. And uh, and the video, Stefano couldn't have done a better job on it. We, we had a perfect day and perfect perfectly beautiful girl so it was pretty amazing but uh yeah it all worked out great and I, I thought you know this song deserves to be on the record it's a great song it's a fun song whether you're listening in the winter or summer it just uh makes yeah. you feel good up tempo uh great song from i guess aaron perchette you'll find this on his body of work album a collection of hits available at itunes walmart hmv and uh, other stores where fine music is sold this is boat on the water on in the country
British Columbia's Aaron Pritchett here on In the Country. That is called Boat on the Water. You'll find that on his uh, new Greatest Hits album that was released just yesterday. The album is called A Body of Work. Now, Aaron, you've won uh, and been nominated for many awards over the years, Junos, CCMAs. Let's talk about uh, the song that I started uh, a bit of the uh, show off with, Hold My Beer. Back in 2007, you won SoCan Songwriter of the Year, along with Mitch Merritt and Derek Rattan. Pretty big honor for that song. Yeah, and very unexpected, to be honest. Uh, we sat in the crowd going, well, the other writers for this song are down in the pit, and we're sitting up in the, you know, in the upper section of this arena, so I don't think we're going to be winning this award. Plus, the songs that we were up against, I remember them being pretty phenomenal, and, uh, and we ended up winning. I, I was shocked. And you know what's really funny is that Derek Rattan asked me when I was in Nashville about two months before, he said, should, should I be coming up to the CCMAs, you think? I mean, this might be, you know, it might make sense for me to come up there, and uh, just in case, right? Just in case you win, do you, or we win, do you think we have a chance? And I said, no. <laughs> so he stayed home he wasn't there that year and i just felt so horrible afterwards uh that i, I gave him that advice he, he should have made uh, he should have been a little smarter about it and not listen to me and, and come on that's hilarious yeah you, you never know if you're going to win or not and uh and in that case you did hold my beer it's such it's such a big song would you say that's the one that gets you the biggest crowd reaction or you got some other ones in the same ballpark uh, no, I would say that's the biggest song that I've ever had, uh, crowd reaction-wise, for sure. But the the cool thing is is that everybody wants to hear Hold My Beer, and they love the song, which is amazing. Uh, and they're waiting for me to play it at, at the shows. But I always get, uh, I never expected this, but I always get people saying, oh, I, I'm glad that you played Hold My Beer. I was waiting for it all night, and it was so fun to sing along to. But my favorite song is, and they'll usually say something like oh. New Frontier or my way yeah it's really quite a quite an awesome thing to, to have them say that that is so cool to know that there's a, a variety of songs that are people's favorites uh so you know that that's awesome now along with stuff like hold my beer and boat on the water you got you have a great track record with ballads including my way and done you wrong you know sensitive songs about loving a woman and do you enjoy singing those kind of songs of course your new ballad wake you with a kiss which is coming up is another great ballad do you, do you like having that uh, tender side of yourself shown I do, and you know, at shows right now, I've been, uh, I, I started doing this again recently, but I, I do it on my own. I, I start playing Warm Safe Place, which was the release right after Hold My Beer, which was right. a big risk at the time, but it, it worked out really well. The song did incredibly well. Um, but I, I do it acoustically, just by myself, and uh, okay. it, it, the crowd just seems to eat it up. So I always thought, you know, um, I have these songs in my repertoire that I've released, and they've done really well at radio. I'm not sure if people want to hear them at the at the um, at the shows, but then they get requested, and uh, I, I'm like, wow, I'm kind of surprised. You, you know, I expect you to just yell out, light it up, or uh, right. let's get rowdy, or anything like that. But uh, no, they're they're loving it. I know that country music obviously has a rowdy side going back to Hank Jr., continuing right up to you and Dallas Smith. But as a country music fan, I do love hearing ballads. And I know sometimes country radio says, well, we've got enough ballads or whatever, up tempos. But, I mean, some of my favorite songs are ballads. Yeah, and you know what? For a long time there, there for a long stretch, there was almost 
nothing but ballads coming out. A lot of slow, slow songs in country music. And then we mm-hmm. sort of hit that bro country era where things got ramped up, and now it's rare to find a good ballad song. And um, I think for the next record, what I'm going to focus on is writing all kinds of different songs, but really try and hit that uh, wake you with a kiss sort of thing. I've got an idea for one yeah. title that uh, I can't tell you right now. I want it to be a surprise, but I think okay. it's um, it's almost like uh, it's going to be like a precursor to uh, be a prequel of uh, Wake You With A Kiss. So uh, that I think the, the ladies eventually, or the ladies will end up liking, I'm hoping. That is very cool, Aaron. So at this point, of course, you can't tell us the title, but is that what you've got so far? So a title has entered your head that has got you inspired to finish the whole song? Yeah, exactly. That's that's where it starts. Cool. And we call them hook lines in the, uh, in the industry, right? As songwriters, we call those hook lines. And when we have the hook line or the title of the song, uh, we can mm-hmm. go from there. That's the way I do my songwriting anyways and sometimes i'll start a song without having a title but i'll and it'll eventually just come to me but this majority of the time i'm i'm starting a song just by a hook line alone that is very cool what i find interesting as well you uh grew up with some musical influences from 80s rock which is a great time in music i'm a fan of that as well uh, we've talked about this before you made a transition to country music and you're, it's you know you're it's described that you bring rock energy to country audiences but you know, with that 80s rock influence, then you started to realize your lifestyle that you were doing, living, was fishing, camping, riding buses to hockey tournaments, smaller towns. You realized your life was more country than rock and roll. Yeah, I definitely had a lot more country in my life than I, I realized. Rock and roll was just what I gravitated towards musically. And uh, But, you know, what's really funny is um, I'm a big Bruce Springsteen fan. And when I first got into the industry, people were saying, you know, you're like the Bruce Springsteen of country music. And I thought that was that was a huge compliment. And to have the success that he's had, I mean, phenomenal. Would have, would have been great to have that kind of success. But uh, when you look at Bruce Springsteen, he's from New Jersey, but he's from rural New Jersey. And, you know, he's he's got that rock edge, but he's very country himself. You know, he's got that uh, he's got that sort of country thing going on. So I, uh, I'm, I'm proud to say that I, I would I emulate a guy like that and uh, and and look up to him because he's got those rock and country inflections. Yeah, it seems that uh, country audiences, especially today, but I think even from the from a little while ago, anyway, they're you know they grew up on rock stuff. Whether it was Tom Petty, uh, the Eagles, which were kind of country rock, but so many people listen to country today have uh, a wide variety as, as far as fans go of background of music. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, even the younger generation right now, which is great, the, the, even the, the 18, 19, 20-year-old kids, um, they they know all these songs from, from back in the 70s. Like you mentioned the Eagles, and anybody could sing, you know, any any Eagles song from, from way back. And to be honest, those yeah. Eagles songs are country songs. I mean, deep, those are country, without a doubt to me. They've yeah. always been yeah. country. And even though they were rock legends, uh, they were always country <laughs> in my mind, but uh, yeah, people people know it, and it's great to see the diversity in in um, in what people are listening to nowadays. It's awesome, and what they know from the past. Oh, absolutely! Now, I was reading, Aaron, that uh, you had a chance to open up for Tim McGraw in the not too distant past. He's one of my favorite artists. Love his voice. Uh, you've uh, you're a big fan of Tim's, and you had a chance. Uh, he met you. I understand he came over to your trailer to say hi. <laughs> Yeah, it was interesting because we were told before the show, and I've had this before with other artists, where they have a lockdown. And when they say lockdown, that means you stay in your trailer, close your blinds, you're not allowed to go outside, nothing. And that's happened. 
as as unreasonable as it sounds, it has happened. So uh, we were told that Tim does this lockdown. So I thought, oh, that's too bad because I'm a huge fan. I wanted to meet him. And uh, I came off stage, and about two minutes after I got off stage, I was standing there with all my friends that came out because this was in Duncan, B.C. on Vancouver Island, just not mm-hmm. far from where I live. So we had lots yeah. of friends and family come out. And uh, sure enough, um, I look over, and there's Tim with the security guard. So I thought, oh, we're going to get told to head in now. And uh, no, not at all. He was just chatting with the security guard. He came off his bus by himself and kind of saw us and figured, you know, that must be the opener. Came over and sat and talked with us for five minutes and then uh, said he's got to run off and do uh, an autograph signing thing. And then he came back. But he said before he left, he's like, I'll be right back. Don't go away. I'll be right back. I want to say hi more. (laughs) Came back and talked to my son and uh, my whole family, and they were just, you know, everybody was blown away, and and, and rightfully so, because he was uh, first class. Pretty amazing story to hear. It's always great when with these country artists, we love to know that they're they're good people and nice people uh, beyond the stage. Uh, I want to talk to you about outside the music, in fact, and deep sea fishing. Then yeah. after we come back from the song, and then we'll touch a little more on the uh, outlaws and outsiders too, just to get a recap of that. But let's turn to that ballad now. Wake you with a kiss. I've been hearing this all over country radio. It's just a great side of your voice, and it's great to hear this love song. Tell me a bit about uh, choosing to record the song, Aaron, and then we'll play it for our listeners. Well, again, I heard the song and fell in love with it. Um, I loved the uh, everything about it, uh, the way it was written, the musicality behind it, um, as well as the writers just so happened to be the same two writers that wrote Boat on the Water, uh, Rodney Clausen and Brett Jones, uh, Nashville guys, right. yeah. wrote the song together, as, as well as writing Boat on the Water. And actually, Brett Jones is uh, one of the co-writers on Beer for that as well. <laughs> so, oh, that's awesome. yeah, Brett Jones... He's pretty close uh, close to my family now, pretty much. Um, yeah, so as soon as I heard the song, it was an instant hit in my mind that, you know, I, I really needed to record this song, and it was something that I had to show the, a different side of me. And um, Scott Cook, mm-hmm. the producer, agreed. He said, let's do it. It's a great song, and it's found on your body of work, a collection of hits album, uh, released yesterday, available at iTunes, HMV, Walmart, all those great uh, music stores. Let's hear it now. Aaron Prichette, his new one, Wake You With a Kiss on In The Country.
the latest from my guest, Aaron Pritchett. It's one of 16 tracks on uh, the latest release called Body of Work, a collection of hits. My guest, of course, Aaron Pritchett, and let's talk about this uh, segment you've got called Outside the Music at your website, Aaron-Pritchett.com. And the first uh, installment is Deep Sea Fishing. Yeah, well, uh, I live on Gabriel Island, just off of uh, uh, Vancouver Island, and um, I have a lot of friends there that do a lot of deep sea fishing, some charters, and and my friend Doug, Captain Doug, as we call him, uh, <laughs> Doug Hamilton, he's got his own uh, Asta Manana charters, and um, I approached him and said, you know what, I, do you mind if uh, we go out sometime? He's like, I've been dying to go out for a long time with you. I heard that you like fishing, so... He took me out one day, and I said, um, we're starting this new thing called uh, Outside the Music, and he interested in being a part of it, and he jumped at it, of course. Uh, that day that we went out, we didn't actually catch much. We caught some, but not, not much. And then uh, the next day we went out, which wasn't on film, we caught a whole bunch. We caught uh, <laughs> two, big, two big fat Chinook salmon and uh, two lingcod. So we had a good day that day. But, um, yeah, Outside the Music is sort of giving people a – sort of giving them an idea of things that I do other than music. I mean, most people think, oh, you're just, you're music-related 24-7. No, I'm not. Not at all. Um, you know, most days, uh, if I'm not on the road, you know, that's when it's mostly music-related. But even when I'm not, when I am on the road and we're on a bus, we're watching movies, we're hanging out, we're reading, we're not really doing much more than, um, much more music-related, I should say. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's kind of giving people that. I'm, I'm going to probably go camping. I'll probably, uh, you know, end up uh, playing softball or hockey and and uh, putting a GoPro on and doing that sort of stuff and giving them different a different angle of, of me outside of uh, any music-related stuff. I think that's a great concept because so many people, fans, want to know what uh, their favorite artist does aside from music, and this is great outside the music at your website. Uh, first installment, Deep Sea Fishing, but people can keep uh, tuning in for other installments. Uh, Outlaws and Outsiders Tour, which was uh, earlier this year and a, and a bit of last year. Uh, Corey Marcourt joined you, King and Cash, of course, that great uh, new duo featuring your son uh, and the song Beer for that. I understand. Uh, let's talk a bit about that. And also, you've got some new dates coming up uh, this spring and summer. I do, as a matter of fact, yeah, the Outlaws and Outsiders tour goes to uh, Ontario, and uh, we've got a we've got the um, the leg going from. Well, I guess we're all over the place. We're up in uh, in London, we're in Barrie, we're in Burlington, we're all over the place. All so right. I'm really Great. looking forward to uh, getting out there again and seeing all my Ontario friends. Look forward to seeing more of those tour dates posted. And as we get set up to wrap up here, Aaron, uh, talking about body of work, talk to me about uh, your relationship with fans and your one-on-one connections with them. Of course, whether it's at shows and through social media, Facebook, Twitter, so many ways to connect. Is that something you really enjoy connecting with these people who love your music? It's incredibly important. Um, most people think that I'm, you know, I'm putting on a, uh, not most people, but some people have thought that I put on, uh, uh, you know, uh, an act. And it's not an act. Um, I'm a huge fan of music, country music especially. Uh, but, you know, without the fans and without that support and, and having people to entertain, I'm nothing. I, you know, I, I really am nothing. And, and I'm thankful to them, and I try and connect with them as much as possible on uh, Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and any kind of social media. And when they come to the shows, 
you know, they can see how much I appreciate them. I'm not, uh, I'm not putting anything on and it's, it's genuine. So, um, I, I, I love interacting with the crowds and interacting with the fans and, and trying to get as close to them as possible. Um, you know, and, and without, uh, without that support, uh, I can't do what I love to do and, and they can't come out and, and enjoy it. So. Mm-hmm. Well, that's awesome, and the uh, album Body of Work is just wonderful. It's a great milestone in your career to have a greatest hits album. People will find out uh, the 16 tracks. Hold My Beer, New Frontier is on there. Let's Get Rowdy, How Do I Get There, Light It Up, Suntan City, one of my favorites as well. It's a great summertime song, and it concludes with Wake You With a Kiss, a ballad that's out now. Man, those are some great songs. Aaron, thanks so much for being here. Always a great pleasure chatting with you. Thanks, Dave. Always great to talk to you, and we'll see you soon. Look forward to it. My guest has been British Columbia's Aaron Pritchett. I'm Dave Woods, and that'll wrap up this edition of In the Country.